Hello, hello, hello. How is everyone doing tonight? Welcome to the very first, the premiere episode of The Orbit, brought to you by Eternal Orbit. I'm your host, Azrael, with, joined by my co-hosts today, uh, Mr. Root Clouds, <laughs> and Mr. Exiles Rhythm. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much for asking, Az. How about yourself? I'm I'm doing well. I'm excited to get this started. I'm so hyped for this. I've wanted to do something like this with you guys literally since we started talking about forming a team way back in, what was it, August? Um, so here we are. Um, but just in case, because we are planning on, on, on making this a vodcast and a podcast, for anybody that might be tuning in that doesn't know who we are, let's, uh, let's do a little round robin, um, talk about... Um, uh, you know who we are, where you can find us on on Twitch and Twitter, and a little bit about our our Hearthstone background. Um, X, if you'd like to start us off, sure. I got I got into Hearthstone as a direct result of me not being able to play Magic the Gathering on Magic the Gathering online because the client is trash. That's my heart. Oh, yeah. and so not I started an ad. I started playing <laughs> nothing ad. Um, no, so I started playing. I started playing in, seriously in April. I've hit Legend every season except for. One, I think, and that might have been May. And currently sitting at 26 Legend. Bring me to Vegas, baby. Killing it this season already. Hot and early. Mr. Rude Clouds. If uh, if X is hot and early, I'm cold and tired. Um, I'm Rude Clouds, a.k.a. Eric. Um, you can expect a lot of that if you come around my parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically... I've been playing Hearthstone for over four years at this point, but didn't start getting more seriously into the climb until the past maybe 10, 11 months when I started streaming. Um, not exact same circumstances as X, uh, but Legend every month, a lot of fun, really positive vibes, really strong community, a lot of cool people. So I feel super fortunate that I get to be part of this group of people, as that's Eternal Orbit, but also that I get to be part of this whole Twitch community where everyone's so incredibly kind and welcoming and friendly. Excellent, excellent. And um, I'm Azrael, Azrael as it gets. Um, I have sadly been playing Hearthstone since literally the first month of the the uh, closed beta, um, but I did not hit Legend for the first time until three months ago. But since then, I've hit it every month. Um, so I'm finally getting not terrible. Um, uh, but um, yeah, so uh, where can we find everybody? Uh, you can find me at um, Azrael as it gets uh, on Twitch. My name is below, um, and you can find me at uh, Azrael AIG on Twitter. Um, X and Rude, what are your Twitter Twitter handles? Because your your uh, your um, your literal names are your Twitch uh, your your Twitch handles. Put this word or. <laughs> Compound word into every social media thing that you've ever seen and follow it. Everything. You got a friendster. You got <laughs> Grinder, MySpace. Uh, we can start going down a rabbit hole, so we're going to keep it at those three. Um, right. <laughs> Exiles and I were both very mindful to pick usernames that were, were transferable upon pretty much any media site you could think of. So, uh, I I yeah, in the exact same friend. way. Yep. Yep. Who's Azrael AIG? I've never met them. But I do know that you can find me at RootClouds. I have a Twitter. I have an Instagram. I've got a Snapchat. Um, free for now. <laughs> but, <laughs> and that's the tease. 
And of Ezra, course, where can people find you? Yeah. And of course, you can find out more about all of us as a group and as a team as a whole um, at uh, eternalorbit.gg. That's our team's website. Um, and that's where this vodcast. That's a fantastic place. It's correct. And it's where this vodcast will be posted as well. Um, so now that you know who we are, where you can find us, and how you can follow us, let's get into today's show. We have a lot to discuss today. Um, as anybody that follows Hearthstone is probably well aware, A, the expansion is right around the corner, and B, the rotation is coming with it. And there were some huge changes announced with um, with the coming of the rotation. The, the Year of the Dragon is the, is the new year that's coming out. Um, a bunch of additional cards are getting Hall of Famed way early. Um, a whole year early in, in, in the case of um, what, uh, seven or eight of these cards. Um, and then three classic cards. Three classic and basic cards are getting getting the axe as well, um, which we'll, we'll get into here in a minute. Um, first things first, let's talk about the, um, the Hall of Fame cards that are coming with rotation. We all know that the sets that are rotating out um, are um, Angoro, um, knights and uh, catacombs, right? Um, exactly. I got those right, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Yeah, yeah. First try. Yes, I know basic Hearthstone knowledge. Um, we all know that, but then in addition, they've been a tradition the last few years to, to Hall of Fame some cards. Um, they're Hall of Fame a ton of them. So let's let's jump right into um, the the cards that are the, the Hall of Fame cards, and we can kind of go out from there to, to, to the larger conversation. Um, is there anything you guys want to say before we get into the meat of the conversation about, about any of that stuff? I'm ready. Rest in peace, Evenlock. Well, right. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel like exiles can't help, but feel a little personally attacked <laughs> in this, this nutty run that's been happening. Uh, Baku needed to go. Yeah. Yeah. Rest again. Well, okay. I think is it is it fair to say that Baku was the more powerful of the two cards? Oh, by far, overwhelmingly. Yeah. I, I think so too. I think so too. Would it would it have been weird if they had only Hall of Famed one card and not the other? Because I don't think anybody was really complaining about Gen, but everybody was like, <laughs> Baku needs the axe. I mean, so uh, yeah, X. I would say I would say just I think it would be weird. I think we're all in agreement that Baku is so overwhelmingly strong that like they had to touch it in some way, mm -hmm. whether that was removing it from the game, whether it was rotating it, you know, whatever it was going to be. Um, but yeah, it's it's just interesting to think about the fact that because these two cards are so linked, that it would be weird to toss just one out and be like, okay, well you've got like, you know, you, you got your your ex over in the room next door while your current girlfriend's right with you like right you know you gotta apparently put them both in the same room by my analogy standards that analogy is that a faux pas is that a faux pas it's uh it's not a good sentence <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, then. What you, yeah. x anything dad but yeah yeah i was gonna say absolutely it's just it would just feel strange and look strange and people would, you know, people who had Baku decks would feel personally attacked. And I think this is just, I think it's a preemptive move, right? They did it again, just so there wouldn't be outrage. Like, could you imagine if they only cut Baku? Mm -hmm. Everybody who played Odd Paladin, Odd Warrior would be like, but Evenlock. Yeah, Evenlock would probably 
be one of the dominant decks, right? Because that, especially in Evenlock, which we will get into more later, um, that, that that's such a powerful effect in Evenlock to have that, that one mana tap. Yes. But we'll put the pause button on that conversation. Let's jump into to talking about the Hall of Fame cards, and then we'll move on to the, to the larger rotation discussion. Um, so we're going to go over here to the board, and we're going to pop up the, the first couple cards that are getting nerfed. We're going to kind of talk about them in groups, if that's all right, and we can, uh, we can dwell on some more than the others. But the first four cards that are getting nerfed are probably, at least in my opinion, the, the, um, the most impactful cards, which are um, Naturalized, Divine Favor, Baku, and Gen. Um, before we go any further, that, again, is based on my opinion. Uh, X or Rude, do you disagree with me? On, on those assessments that those are the the four most impactful of the of the cards getting hall of famed i mean from my own perspective i think they're the four most expected by far at okay. least um because i would say we'll get to doomguard but doomguard wasn't on many people's radius is as much as i think leroy was mm-hmm. um right or at least expectations as far as like if they're going to cut a charge minion they would most likely cut a neutral charge minion to get back on that, not necessarily jump on the warlock. Right. Um, from the what I had been hearing, um, I do agree though. I think it's lined up pretty well. Those are definitely naturalized. <laughs> I'm sure people could see coming from a mile away. And divine favor has been on lists now for a good while, so I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that these are the ones that you would consider. Next. So they put the t- they just nerfed the two of the most powerful cards in Hearthstone, or I mean Hall of Fame them. Mm-hmm. One of the most powerful things you can do is have an unconditional removal spell. Oh, wait, wait. This one costs one mana, and it's unconditional. <laughs> Next. Right. Divine Favor reads, use all of your resources, draw 10 cards. Right. You're Next. incentivized to puke your cards onto the board with almost no penalty and then get rewarded for doing it by, for three mana, drawing your pretty much your entire deck. Because if you're Zoo... 20 cards is about as deep as you're going to go before either you lose or they lose. So, right. Yeah. So absolutely. I, if you look at any other collectible card games, those, those two abilities draw and removal are <clears throat> premium cards and they never cost as cheap as they. Oh, right. They cost lad. They're getting hall of fame. Right. Yeah. I if know. Naturalized that... was a five mana card. It's cool. But a five mana card. Yeah. I think a five mana is fair. Right. It's, it's, it's what like five I, mana assassinate. Yeah, except it since it's druid, it has a drawback. Whatever you know what I mean, though. Like, oh yeah, five mana. I think it's a fair card. Absolutely. Well, five mana is kind of like the going price for removal, and uh, it, or, or around that, depending on the the, the drawbacks and the classes. But um, yeah, I, I just went on a a little bit of a of a tirade about about those two effects in general on my stream, like literally two days before they announced those changes. Um, I talked probably for like 10 minutes on my stream just about how Divine Vaver was breaking the game and it needed to get the axe I remember. And, and how uh, and how Naturalize um, was enabling the most disgusting combos uh, and most oppressive decks in Druid. Um, so I, I'm certainly happy to see those two cards go. Um, I knew that, that um, or at least I had suspected when it came to Baku and Gen because Peter Whalen had went on a uh, another um vodcast and and was doing an interview with 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 them it was over on the angry chicken and uh he basically came out and said that um they've been looking at baku specifically but both gen and baku and they didn't know how to they, they keep 
said in no uncertain terms, we, we keep trying all these changes. None of them seem to work. And when I heard him say that, I'm thinking, okay, either they're going to do nothing with, with it, which is basically punching all of their fans and players in the face, or they're going to nerf it out of existence, um, or they're going to Hall of Fame it. I mean, to me, there was no middle ground. They, they had to do something at that point, and they didn't know how to fix it. Therefore, to me, I, I kind of saw that coming. And so I was really relieved when I saw it. Even though, like I, people that watch my stream know I loved, um, I loved Odd Rogue. So I'm sad to see it go, but it definitely needed to happen in my opinion. Um, anything else we want to say on these four cards? Look forward to seeing Paladin get some card draw now for the aggressive side. Mm -hmm. Like I will be shocked if in the next set we don't see <clears throat> any sort of effect that can help them draw something. We've been seeing with Hunter. Hunter's biggest complaint for the longest time with their aggressive side was, hey, Hunter's very strong, but they run out of resources quickly. Mm -hmm. um, now you don't have to worry about that as much because now you can draw three beasts for three mana. Right. Um, and so they're able to address that. I, I would expect them, they've already introduced like less swinging drawing card mechanics that you've got Flash of Light. Um, prismatic lens, even though it's not necessarily going to be seen, you know, as I don't know, it's a very conditional card. <laughs> uh, it, it seems like they're aware that they need to give Paladin some card draw. So I'm expecting some sort of replacement that isn't so swingy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're gonna they're gonna have to print card draw for Paladin, and I'm I'm excited for that. But I think I think that we might be looking at this in like maybe in the wrong direction i to me everything indicates that they're just resetting all the power levels that they screwed up when they printed the death knights like there was such a huge power spike in the game at that point that let's bring it back the power creep is so insane that we expect our aggro decks to win on turn five and if they don't you're like well i can concede i'm never gonna win yeah, right it's turn five <laughs> right right yeah and it's what so, no that, that's it i was just gonna pass it over it definitely feels like aggro decks can win on turn five. I mean, even even what we consider to be a mid-range deck and mid-range hunter, it's not uncommon for them to to seal up the game as early as turn four, which that's mid-range. I remember when mid-range mid -range was like three or four turns slower. <laughs> right. So, yeah, the, the power creep has definitely gotten out of control. And it's interesting because they, they introduced the standard format to address power creep, and it feels like they then we're like, well, we've got this mechanic in place to address power creep, so let's just experiment with how crazy we can get. And it got even worse. Than, and I think they realized that, okay, even with standard, we still have to be aware that power creep can be ridiculous really fast. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's going to be interesting to see with the rotation what happens as far as if they continue to go down this path of addressing, hey, you know what? We Everyone was on God mode for a good couple years there <laughs> we're gonna scale it back mm -hmm. um i think everyone's expecting it but here's to hoping speaking of um do you guys expect the next expansion to be say weaker than we've seen in the past absolutely 100 percent. there is no way they're going to make the same mistakes they did last time i think that that is actually the primary reason they're rotating Canon Baku. I think that mm -hmm. if the Death Knights were still in Santa, like the good Death Knights, we're not mm -hmm. talking about Hagatha, the good Death Knights, right? Um, <laughs> we're still in standard. They would have left again. They would have left Ganon Baku because mm -hmm. Ganon Baku are the same power level as Death Knight Rex are. So, right. Let's not get salty. Let's smile and ask Rude Clouds to talk. 
Yeah, no, I just, I agree. That's, it's, there's, there's no reason to. People were able to play this game uh, with some of the highest levels of, of I don't know, satisfaction. Um, and you really started seeing a downward slope once it became apparent of, uh, you know, these matchups resulting in a win or loss so quickly, whether it's at the very start of the game when you see your opponent or you don't draw what you need, like we were saying, by turn four or five, then, hey, it's game over. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to catch up to this deck that now can summon or gain infinite amounts of armor or do an OTK on me without me being able to get past their wall. Um, or how about this, Rude Clouds? When Odd Warrior plays Dr. Boom and you go, oh, thank God you played that <laughs> card. <laughs> oh man, I have never been so happy than to see Doctor Boom come out in Odd Warrior. Or, yeah, in Odd Warrior matchups, it's so. And you shouldn't be excited to see a hero card come out, right? Um, it should it should cause the exact opposite. You should be like, okay, now I need to get ready because they've upgraded themselves, right? Instead, oh, it's like now I have an opportunity to win this game. Yeah, absolutely. And the spinoff question of that is uh, of my previous question is: Are you guys? happy with the pace of of nerfs and changes that they're making like not just with the hall of fame rotation but we've seen what three sets of 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 nerfs or adjustments in the last two or three months are you guys happy with that pace or do you think it's too much or is it not enough or is it too little too late or are all these problems going to be fixed with the rotation Sorry, sorry, I interrupted you there for a moment, but I think it's more like there's been six balance changes. There's been the three in the past month and a half or so, and then there was the balance change that was known as Witchwood, and then the balance change that was known as Boomsday, and then the balance change that was, <laughs> you know, because like we're still on, it feels like we're still on Kobolds and Catacombs because the Death Knights and right. the Quests and the Death right. Knights. Uh, yeah. Did I mention Deathstalker Rexar is a fair card? <laughs> Best card in meta. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, um, I think it's really great to see Blizzard do, like, Blizzard work at a pace of responsiveness to the meta faster than we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. There's never been a situation where things have been addressed so quickly and acknowledged so visibly, mm -hmm. you know? That kind of transparency just wasn't the core part. Like, Patches! <laughs> had a yes. full set of being in standard where people were making a bigger noise about patches than a lot of the cards that have been touched. Right. Um, and so to think that the design team is not only listening, but addressing those concerns, I'd argue they still have places where they can improve like anything. Um, but I'd say one of the things I, I like a little bit less is them addressing cards before they need to. We saw things like Matterworm get nerfed early mm -hmm. because they said, hey, this card is expected to really, you know, really outshine where it's at right now. Um, and their whole reasoning was the fact that there's going to be cards that they want to design in the future that are being limited because of the fact that Manorm exists. And I think that's a circumstance where you can address a nerf like that as it's time to. You don't right. say, hey, we're going to jump ahead of this by six months. Uh, instead, we're going to you know, be a little bit more mindful and wait until it's a little bit more applicable. Um, but other than, than some misses here and there, I know people are, are upset that, um, or at least I've heard some people be upset that Priest wasn't touched by the most recent changes <laughs> that happened. Um, that I'm less concerned about, considering with the rotation, priest is going to be <laughs> priest right. will be taken care of. Um, they did I think otherwise. Sorry, go ahead. No, I think just otherwise they've been knocking it out of the park. That's really the the long and the short of it. It's it's been really promising to see, and I know it's brought a lot of optimism back to mm -hmm. um, people who play Hearthstone, which is something that was lacking for a good while. Absolutely, they did acknowledge too that that priest um, uh, burst was on the on the watch list still 
it was on the short watch list um, that Mind Blast um, was teetering close to the edge and that Maligos along with it um, was was in consideration for 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 being addressed, um, and we can we can kind of talk about that a little bit more here in a minute. But I want to get back to the to the um, to the Hall of Fame cards real quick. Um, but they did they did they didn't ignore Priest. They just said that they I, that they want to see how everything rotating out that makes them powerful um, affects that um, specifically Shadow Visions. Um, but let's move on to the to, to the remaining five cards, and I group these other five together. Um, the first two that we're going to talk about, or the first two that are listed, are are pretty impactful though, which are um, going to be the uh, Doom Guard here, um, Black Cat, um, and then Murspark yield to a lesser extent. Murspark kind of lost a little bit uh, of luster when uh, when they they got rid of uh, or when they nerfed um, Flame Tongue, but but Doom Guard leaving like that affects an entire archetype, um, and Black Cat. Less impactful because because you know the Baku is leaving, but that that effect was super super effective in, in aggressive mage. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? On, obviously, we know why the odd and even cards are leaving, but what are you guys' thoughts on, on these cards in general and, and um, Doom Guard? Doom Guard is a great card, and it was very well designed, mm-hmm. and it is one of those cards I would love to see go into a rotating classic set. Ooh, a rotating classic set. Why don't you uh, expand on that idea a little bit? That sounds interesting. Oh, this is something that I, I can't take credit for. The first time I heard the idea was it was Kibler. If you guys don't know, Kibler is an old school Magic the Gathering player turned Hearthstone streamer uh, and a game designer. Fantastic dude. Mm-hmm. I don't want to plug him too much, but you know, I used to be a huge <laughs> fan of his. Um, I'm still I, a huge I fan of his. Followed him while he, yeah, I was following while he was playing Magic. You know, right. that's how. That's actually how I learned I learned about him. Mm-hmm. But I digress. I digress. He's the he's kind of the originator of that idea, and it addresses it addresses a lot of issues like Doomguard being very flavorful, being a very fair card, but has interactions that could well be game breaking. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's cards like that that will go into it, and perhaps the arena changes. Hashtag spoiler alert. Might be a pre uh, precursor or predecessor to a rotating classic set. Yep, I get it. I have Very an interesting well yeah. I have an interesting theory on the Doom Guard. Um, I think the biggest reason they got rid of Doom Guard is because I think they want to do more with Discard Warlock. I really do, and I think that D- Doom Guard is too powerful in Discard Warlock because you get you get a five mana seven seven or five mana five seven early mm-hmm. and you get to discard two cards we already saw how powerful that can be just in the experimental versions of that deck i i'm expecting discard lock to get a lot of love in this next rotation and i think that this was done as a a preventative step because in their ta- internal testing they're like with doom guard is having like the same effect that patches was having it hyper accelerates what they want that to, to do but they but at a much more reasonable pace. That's just a theory that I have because I, I, I had a feeling when I saw the last couple of sets and all the discard love that they were giving them that they kind of want the class identity thing to be with with sacrifices, or in this case, discarding is like the warlock version of sacrificing in this game. So that that's a theory. We'll see if I'm right. But thoughts on that, or am I way am I out in the clouds here? The rude clouds. I'm right on board with you. I'm right on board. <laughs> I just say I'm right on board with you, my man. It's like 
we're like we're like in any actually you know what in any game not just in the world not just in the world of warcraft universe but in any game is famous for if i want something i you know i have to give i have to give up so as i love it yeah and i think it's fair too i think it's important to keep all of these changes in mind as far as what they're planning on doing with the game going forward. That's mm-hmm. the whole reason that you're you're obviously always aware of the power level that a card, existing card has, but you also have to be aware of what it means for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, Doomguard itself is interesting. I, I uh, was not shocked to see a charge card leave. Like I said, I was expecting Leroy just because I think from Blizzard's perspective, they've made it very clear that they don't like the design of charge cards. Rush, I think, was a great addition in mm-hmm. general as a keyword and a flavor to to work with. Right. Um, but But they just don't like having the game go that direction where you know you see someone put in that kind of burst to go to get the final kill they they don't like that being the interactions that you have in hearthstone um and i think especially when it comes to doomguard i can see them like i can see them i play a lot of zulok and i can understand why you look at a card like doomguard and say you know we don't like this because it's not the whole drawback of this is you're supposed to face some sort of backlash you're supposed mm-hmm. to discard two cards but playing zulok it is not uncommon to never have that be a disadvantage. You may just be able to dump out cards quick enough that you don't have to worry about discarding any because there's none left in your hand. Um, so the fact that it's such a strong minion with such a premium effect, um, and it lent, it lended itself to my other favorite deck, Q-Block, mm-hmm. um, with this nutty combo potential, it just it, it checks all the boxes to me as a card that I'm not surprised they would touch. Um, and I think it is fair, especially given the fact that as you said, discard seems to be a direction they're leaning in uh, with Warlock. They introduced, what, three different discard cards as part oh, of yeah. Rastacons. Mm-hmm. Um, Shriek, the three, the 2-6 taunt, and then um, the 6-6 six, six, uh, bring th- uh, three cards back to your yeah. hand. Yeah, exactly. Soul Warden, yeah. Soul Warden, Soul Warden. Yes, there we you. go. So, oh, and Jeklik, I suppose. Like, there's, yeah. it's just, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you, you don't design a set that way unless you were planning on it having some more impact unless it's free shaman <laughs> yeah what was that about that's a whole other conversation we're gonna put three yeah. random freeze cards in here and shaman well it's, it's our masterpiece i tried to use that weapon so many times <laughs> yeah. it was so heartbreaking it was like watching someone who said you know this is my shot this is finally gonna happen this time and keep getting their crush it was such a meme though when when like okay yeah yeah they're they're they're, they're introducing this freeze mechanic they're gonna build on the next expansion and they went a completely different direction it's just like all right oh, yeah. we get it blizzard you hate shaman we'll just stop playing them just delete yeah. all of our shaman cards and dust them for uh for to make hunter cards instead because you keep giving oh. them love. you don't need to dust anything <laughs> What's you don't that? need to dust anything to make the best hunter deck that's true because it's literally two thousand dust yep <laughs> Another conversation we can have here in a minute. Um, are there any other cards that, that um, from this list, and I'll fl- fl- flashback to it for a second, that you want to talk about? I mean, um, are you Gloom sad stack. to see the even and odd decks go besides the power level of, of Baku and, 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 and Gen? Um, or uh, are you just, these go by the wayside by middle of uh, the conversation there? I'm going to make sure we're live. I believe we're live. It looks like it just turned for me. Sweet. Yeah. I see it. Sorry about that, guys. Um, my uh, my exploit decided to, to just crash right in the middle of, of what we were doing. So here we go. I was I was asking if you guys thought that um, if you guys were going to miss the the odd and even decks despite the power level, um, or if there's any 
anything that you want to say about these cards um, or are they just kind of um, casualties of the fact that they're even in odd effects? Did anybody else play with Gloomstag as Rude? <laughs> no. I hated that card. I played it with it a Two little games. bit in... in um, <laughs> I played with it... I did toy around with it a little bit in like Token Shaman. Or not Token Shaman, sorry, Token Druid, but it, it didn't seem to be very impactful to me. Gloomstag is so insanely powerful in Odd Druid. Yeah. And Odd Druid is the yeah. best hero power that you could have. Like, it's gain two life and deal two damage. So when I was putting that deck together, which I did, and I actually played quite a few games on it, Gloomstag was nearly broken in the deck. If I if I played Gloomstag, I almost won the game every time. So yes, Gloomstag needed to go. If like really? honestly, if they were going to touch Baku, Gloomstag needed to go. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like it, you know how impactful Mersparkiel was for Even Shaman. That's how impactful Gloomstag. Uh was like right. it's same power level when you put it in that context that makes more sense because it's like i don't think a lot of people that and that's one of the things that's unfortunate about about the kind of these casualty cards that they don't because when the rotation happens and you lose half of the standard cards cards like loomstag start getting consideration for these decks and since they just took out those archetypes entirely what you're talking about most people would never even have a chance to play with when they would like in April, when the rotation happens, they would start going, thinking, hey, maybe I can make Odd Druid work. Hey, here's this Odd Druid card that looks like it has some synergy with these other cards. Um, and now people will never get to experience that. But again, to save to save the game, sometimes you got to cut off a hand, even if it's your favorite hand. So, anything you want to add? I miss your hand. Um, I mean, I wasn't, I like, I. I do like all these cards out of all the cards listed i played merc spark the most mm-hmm. um as just an overall way to summarize the whole odd even situation uh the thing that i'm really gonna miss the most is the creative deck building that went into it um yes. because that that felt like the only big change that i was able to notice um not the only i should say but that was a very noticeable moment in hearthstone where all of a sudden you were seeing cards that you maybe didn't even see since you know, before an expansion was released. Mm-hmm. You're seeing classic cards come out of the woodwork that people would normally say, okay, these are trash at this point. I'm yeah. not going to touch this because better cards have been printed. Now they were forced to get creative on what they could do on that limitation. And I like that design. Anything that gives cards that maybe were left by the wayside before potential to come back. I don't know how to implement that going forward, um, but it's a. it was nice to see. And I think, if anything, it gave some fresh breath to... Uh, to people who are looking at things like Nerubian Unraveler that like yes. saw a lot of value in, in things like the odd lock or the even lock that uh, uh, X is running. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, you see that card start to make a comeback because of those conditions and all of a sudden now you're seeing other decks appreciate just as much because it all got very niche play in one circumstance and it was realized, you know, to its potential. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. That's so rip, fun experiment. We'll see you in wild. <laughs> right? Yeah. But not gonna miss out warrior in standard. The funny thing is is to see how viable they remain in, in wild, right? Because those cards are so powerful. I bet you even in odd cards are still played for years to come. Even Baku and Gen are played for years to come in in oh, um, in Wild. Yeah, Wild's gonna get like ridiculous with those cards being um, still in them, especially as they, we keep adding all these these crazy cards in the future. That I'm sure Blizzard can't can't wait to give us the next 
you know, Mechathun or whatever. <laughs> Mecha Yogg-Saron. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, if they do that, X, I'm going to hunt you down. Rexar style. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to talk about with the Hall of Fame cards before we move on to the larger rotation questions and discussion? I think that Black Cat is – this might be a bold statement, but I think Black Cat is good enough – well, would have been good enough to run in a non-odd deck. Really? If you could have gotten the yes. power, if you could have gotten the, does the spell effect? Without the spell effect you get, you get the plus spell regardless. You get the card draw yep. if it's odd, right? So you're saying a three yep. mana, a three mana three three that gives you plus one spell power is worth it by itself, even without the card draw. I agree with that. I, it could be. It's close. It's close. Right. Well, we have a four mana. We have a four mana four three spell damage plus two. True. Three mana three three spell damage plus one. True. That's pretty close. That's pretty close to power level. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Well, as far as the larger um, rotation goes, um, some things that we definitely were, were talking about um, wanting to discuss today were just, you know, kind of like a a, 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 um, a look back on the decks from the last, uh, last year. Um, you know, so we want to talk about what everybody's favorite deck was, uh, what everybody thought the winner was, of the last year was in other words what was the what was the most powerful deck or, or the most consistent deck um and then um what deck you, you you maybe you secretly will just miss but didn't really get a lot of love you know that kind of little that little deck that you like to play offline when nobody's watching you stream guilty pleasure deck maybe um you know that, that's some of the things that i like to look back on when a rotation happens and then i just go well i can only play them in wild and they're not going to be good enough in wild so uh why don't we start with with uh with you uh eric what do you think was the winner the most powerful deck for the last year so i actually today at work i uh i went through a couple different sites met a snapshot that they did for every single week just to make mm-hmm. sure I wasn't missing anything. And it was a nice trip down memory lane mm-hmm. um, as far as looking back at, at all these different decks that came and went. Um, by far, what I had seen as through those sites and then my own personal experience was Odd Paladin being the most consistently uh, strong deck pretty much across the board. It Through the first introduction of Odd and Even, Even Paladin was actually much more prevalent because we had a four-mana Call to Arms that was just... It was bonkers. It was, my, it was madness, and there is no reason that, like... Like, it is the first deck that... It is what I hit Legend with. It was my first deck that I ever used to hit Legend with, and it wasn't hard. <laughs> uh, the month before, I was like, okay, rank two. Feels super good about this. And then I just tried it, and I steamrolled, and it just wasn't fair. Um... But from a from a very unbiased standpoint, Odd Paladin is what I had seen persevere through, um, you know, through so many different states of the game, along with the nerf that happened. Um, the plus three, plus three. I can't even remember the name of the card because it's dead to me. It's disenchanted. Um, <laughs> or plus two, plus two. But yeah, it's just yeah. it's 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 nuts. Two dudes, two mana. Level who up. Who would have thought? Level up. There we go. Yeah, I got you, brother. I got you. So that was Tell that you. was that was your most powerful deck of the last year. X, what was your most powerful deck of the last year? So we were talking about it being a winner, right? Yes, the, won yes. the last year. Mm-hmm. Well, wouldn't a winner have been handicapped twice? You know, like gutted <laughs> twice and still be the most powerful on the planet? Mm-hmm. 
Let's go with Odd Paladin. Gutted. <laughs> gutted. Twice. Gutted. Twice. Yeah. Tier so one deck on HS Replay. Yep. Maybe Quest Rogue? <laughs> Is that where he's going with yeah. this? No. Right. <laughs> um. I agree. Silly. I agree. It's hand, hands down for me. It's also odd, Paladin. You you cannot see a deck that was that ubiquitous. Even now, even now, as we're doing this podcast, weeks before, they're about to yeah. just gut odd, Paladin moving forward. Literally, like eliminate it from standard. There are still. If you were to log in right now, there is a forty percent chance that you're going to run into a mid range hunter. But there's a thirty eight percent chance you're going to run into an odd Paladin. Shout out, Jenba. <laughs> <laughs> hey she makes that deck look good so oh yeah um the op queen heck yeah so yes uh, n- no question uh, you guys summarized it perfectly the, they they nerfed it and they nerfed it and it's still even now top of the meta um it's a top tier deck in wild too yeah absolutely. that's the gross thing absolutely that that just shows you how bonkers of an effect Genin Baku introduced, well, just basically Baku introduced. When you're literally doubling the value of your of your hero power, I mean, it's already powerful. Now you're doubling it. That's just insane. And when you can just like flood the board and have potentially six attack on the board by turn two, that's ridiculous. You know, so that that's that's pretty strong and very consistent. So yeah, it, it, it won. Um, what were your guys's favorite decks for the last year x let's start with you easy favorite even lock easy favorite um i just had so much success with it and i had like i think it's the first deck that i really mastered i now know what it means to master a deck Mm -hmm. and thanks to even lock i started putting out you know all the deck guides if i never would have learned to deck that in depth i wouldn't have known what you know, what needs to go into that. Um, aside from that, offline, you totally could have caught me playing Togwaggle Druid, but don't tell anybody because I've cussed <laughs> that deck out so many times. Oh my God, guys, um, we have it on film. He admits to it. True story. <laughs> I loved every moment of it, and I have a really good win rate with it. <laughs> uh, X's guilty pleasure. He's like sitting there climbing up to legend with it offline and he's just going god i hope nobody recognizes my username god i hope is can they introduce a way to mask my username please yeah <laughs> eric you for me um honorable mention this refers to exiles as well honorable mention goes to uh even shaman <laughs> or no odd shaman odd shaman odd sorry shaman? Here. odd Get shaman out. i know <laughs> Odd overload, spiteful shaman. Um, When I so when I hit legends, I think it was the second month I ever hit legend. Exiles Mm -hmm. came up to me and said, "Hey, look at this deck." And it wasn't like it was. He was like, "This deck is good," but sometimes you know when you're talking X, they mean good in one way versus another, and sometimes they mean, "Hey, this can get you rank twenty eight legend," and sometimes they mean, "Eric, play this deck. I guarantee you will see ten thousand legend." (laughs) And I, lo and behold, was so happy about my rank. At 10,000, like 300 or something. It was gross. It was really fun. But the real answer um, is far and away Q-Block. I know Zoo is something I've seen, people have seen me play a lot of, but Q-Block was actually that deck that I played to rank two um, before I used Even Paladin to finish the deal for Legend the next month. Mm-hmm. It was really when I started streaming the most formative deck on getting a better idea of high-level Hearthstone. Um, 
it's a ridiculous deck. When you can have a board full of seven Doom Guards that you can summon on the same turn, and you just you just take them down, like that's just that's a high that can only be matched by not facing Odd Warrior. So I think that <laughs> I think that um, it's just it's super fun and it hits all the right boxes for me as far as like getting experience with it, developing as a player with it, and then having a lot of fun play and learning some nuance with Warlock, which I didn't necessarily have before. I was very scared of discarding cards. I was very scared of doing damage myself, and it helped me develop that side as well to get a better idea, right? Of you know how to go about all those mechanics. So with, Warlock's great for teaching you resource and resources in the game of Hearthstone. Yeah. Say that again, because that was I think that was really important what you just said, X. I said uh Warlock is really good for teaching you um resource management in Hearthstone. And we will get into that a little more. Another teaser for the uh for another segment of the show coming up. Um and uh Rude did was uh was odd was odd shaman, was that your was that your guilty pleasure deck? Was that your like yeah okay yeah all right that's, that's fair. uh i like how i had to preface it knowing that i would answer it later <laughs> when i put that deck together i was expecting it to be trash and then i played it and i, w- I went one in ten i was like this deck is amazing i won one out of 11 games yeah. let's show eric look at all these look at all these you. elementals on the board that are dates it happened once it's this. gotta have work every time <laughs> you won like two games with it which was that was beautiful no sorry i Azrael, memories. What's about you, bud? I think you guys can all guess what my favorite deck of the last year was. I think it's pretty yeah, obvious. Spell Hunter. It was. It was. It's definitely Spell Hunter. I'm a, a part of my soul is going to die when that deck leaves the meta. I I love that deck. It's just fun to play. I I I literally played probably two thousand games with that deck um, between uh, NA and EU, and I'm proud of every one of them. I, I feel very comfortable with that deck. Um, it's the deck that I've hit Legend with two out of my three times. Um, interestingly enough, the the deck that I hit Legend with the first time was was my guilty pleasure deck for a long time. It, it was the deck that brought me back to um, Hearthstone in, in a more aggressive way. Um, so I've been playing, like I said, at the start of the show, I've been playing for five and a half years. Um, I, I played about two-ish years, two and a half years, pretty like tryhard. Um, then I kind of like stepped back into like a you know a semi-casual role for a while and just kind of played a lot, but but not nearly as much and didn't really care about trying to rank up or or chase legend or whatever. But when Witchwood came out and I saw I saw what what they were doing with Hunter, I got really excited for the idea of a recruit hunter, and um, and I was playing recruit hunter really really early on when nobody else was playing it, and I wasn't good with it because I I sucked back then even more than I do now. Um, but I really loved the idea of just like cheating out just some huge dinosaur and smashing them in the face. And when I came back and I started playing again, I, I rode a recruit hunter of my own design, which was eh, lackluster at best. But I rode it to, back to rank five again for the first time in, in like I said, two years of not trying. Um, and that and that really kind of jump started my, my love of the game again. And then I got away from that because I fell in love with with spell hunter as a result of, of experimenting with, with hunter. Um and then in December, uh, I think it was Boxwine was like, I, I was real close. I was like rank one, like three stars or something like that. And I was having trouble breaking into into uh, um, into Legend. Boxwine was like, hey, play this Recruit Hunter deck. And I was like, sweet. And I, I, I went like 20 and two to, to Legend with it um, and, and sealed the deal. Um, so that's my guilty pleasure deck for a lot of reasons, sentimental reasons, and, and not just because it's the first deck I hit Legend with, but also because it's the deck that brought me back to Hearthstone, and it's 
it's like so dirty when you it's a little different than death rattle hunter because it's just so dirty and like people think you're playing death rattle hunter until you summon like like with the doom guards until you summon three you know yeah. uh, uh king crushes and just smash them in the face and they're just like what the f just happened i i i, I loved it I, I would laugh so hard every time i would do that so <laughs> that's my guilty pleasure deck and of course spell hunter is my favorite deck yeah. I was gonna say, please tell me, Azrael, that when you summoned the three King Crushes, you started playing the Jurassic Park theme song in the background of your screen. <laughs> oh, I would, I would bust out my Jurassic Park T-shirt. You guys have seen me wear it before. Yeah. I would, I would run to my room, yeah. get it, and I would wave it in front of the screen and pretend I was Sam Neil. Oh, <laughs> the memories. All right. What a beautiful sentence. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's 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 kind of some of the sentimentality of, of the stream what other notable decks um are, are leaving and do you think that we're going to see any version of those decks in the future um obviously even lock is for example is going is there any version of 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 you know control or mid-range uh warlock that might be similar to that that could survive the loss of gen not that i see right now there you're we're just losing it's not just the loss of gen there's so many other cards that are rotating. Knights of the Frozen Throne was so nice to the mid-range Warlock archetype. Mm -hmm. So we can say goodbye to the Spellstones. We could say goodbye to Defile. We could say goodbye to Gul'dan. We could say goodbye to Dread Inferno. We could say goodbye to two-thirds of the deck. I actually can't remember now if Dread Inferno was actually a Kobolds card or a Classic card, it's but classic. it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah doesn't I, matter. I realized that as soon as I said it. But you know what I mean. <laughs> two-thirds of the deck is rotating. So right. it's, it's sad boy hours for mid-range Warlock. But but some version of mid range or control warlock has existed in almost every meta. Yeah, so, like handlock has always been a thing because right. you just you, you tap until your hands full and you're like, well, play these are giant. the cards. That the game, yeah. Right. Tap until it's full. Play mountain giant. Cross your fingers. Game over. <laughs> yeah. Eric, they're they're leaning. Well, and I was even just say from like an even lock perspective, they're leaning or not. It obviously wouldn't be even lock exactly, but they are leaning into the idea of buffing your hand and buffing your board, obviously. Mm -hmm. But with cards like Omega Agent still being available, cards like the trash eight mana uh, legendary that got introduced that is not going to see play. Hyreek the bad. Um, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll hold. I'll wait. Okay. <laughs> um, like it feels like there could be some potential in that in that arena, maybe. Um, I do have a list that I wrote up of decks that will be going, so people are aware of like this is just not going to be a thing anymore, um, and like the prime cards that are cut from it that I was going to read from if you gave me the honor. Do it, because I think that's All an right. important thing for people to be aware of. Because I was looking over some of the those the cards that were leaving, and I was like, oh yeah, that's going too. Oh god, that's going. Like people are complaining about Min Rage Hunter. I'm sure you're going to go over this. So I'm not going to steal your thunder, but wait, do you realize yeah, what's leaving mid-range hunter? Go. The entire oh, actually, time. you can you can take over mid-range hunter if you want. Oh no, 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 no. Go ahead. I don't want to steal your thunder. We. Well, because I will say, I know first off, priest is something that has been super prevalent um, that people are aware of. Wall priest is pretty much being gutted. Um, wall priest, and you can argue any deck that is priest based that uh, runs any sort of resurrection tools is being gutted because both eternal servitude mm -hmm. and. Um, Shadow Essence are both rotating out, which one of them allows you to pull a card from your deck and make it a 5-5. Five five. The other one allows you to summon a minion that has died in the game. And those are some key fundamental cards that allow you to cheat out things like a Witchwood Grizzly um, at full health, allows you to cheat out, you know, like all these huge threats that should not be out that early. Um, 
So you're losing those cards. Along with Priest, you're losing Radiant Elemental, Shadow Visions, um, their Spellstone, another Resurrect Effect, and Psychic Scream, which I keep forgetting until I... Like, that's huge. That's huge. People were so excited to see Mass Hysteria because it was like, finally we're able to plug this hole of mid-game where Priest has struggled uh, by just dying before they can they can mount their you know real presence in the game. Um, you've added Mass Hysteria, but now you're taking away Psychic Scream. It's wild. So say goodbye to some priests for a little bit at least. Mm -hmm. uh, Togwaggle Druid, probably self-explanatory what's rotating. <laughs> um, you'll see Cube Warlock, which I'm super sad about, but I think is very fair because the deck is busted when Bonkers. it works well. And yeah. it's hilarious <laughs> even when it doesn't. Um, you lose things like the Cube, the Weapon, Void Lords are going, Doom Guard's obviously going as well, Dark Pact, Cube. Um, Secret Hunter, you're losing Spellstone. Spell Hunter, you're losing To My Side and Rock to Wire. Stop, uh, just stop. I know, I know, I'm so sorry. I, as I was looking at this, I'm like, I really want them to continue Spell Hunter in some vein, though. Because it's such a it's such a special thing. A no spell or no minion deck is like I think that's worth preserving in some capacity. Um in rewarding. Preach it, you know. Preach it, brother. I'm gonna try my best. I'm holding the sermon. Uh, <laughs> and then um you've got Egg Hunter, you're oh. losing Devil Sword Egg, Terror Scale Stalker, Play Dead, yeah. Stitch Tracker, Katharina Winterwisp. Yeah. Um, Malagos Rogue, you're losing your Kobold Illusionist. Um, as far as the OTK Paladin that relies on Uther, the Death Knight, that's uh, rotating. And then Fatigue Warrior, thank God, because one night when I was trying to go to bed before work, it was like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., I'm like, I'm just going to watch one game of what is ever is happening on Play Hearthstone. And it was a Fatigue Warrior matchup that went to turn limit, and they had to do the game again. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you imagine a specialist format with Dead Man's Hand Warrior? Um, it's worse than Odd Warrior, because Odd Warrior games have to end somehow. True. So, yeah, those were the highlights. But I want you to point out the Hunter, because actually, aside from the Crackling Razor Maw, um, what are some other highlights? Dire Mole. I don't know. Oh, Dire Mole is actually a very good point. Candleshot. Yep, and Rexar Candleshot. I mean, that's yep. like their entire. That's their entire first six turns right there. Like, um, uh, flanking strike is that that is that Witchwood? Flanking strike is uh, or is that Cobalts? I, I think it's Cobalts, isn't think, it? I think it's Cobalts. It's probably Cobalts. I'm pretty like, sure it's Cobalts. But if even if it's not, I think it is. But if it is, that's like literally their first six turns. Um, and if it's not. That's one card that's, you know, isn't isn't enough to save what mid range hunters. They're gonna have to pump a lot of tools in, uh, and, yeah. and if they if they just reload one of uh, one of the most pervasive decks of the last three months, when people are already upset about it, you're all of the good that you're doing. As much as I love hunter, you know, these days, all of the good you're doing with the changes you're making are gonna go right out the window because it's just gonna become the new it's gonna become the new cancer deck because let's face it, giving them giving them a one mana one one with rush that summons that, that gives you another one mana one one with rush um is 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 bonkers. That like how do you fix that card? Because that card is what's enabling the craziness that's going on right now. Uh, how do you fix that card without turning it into a two mana one one which just basically Well scavenging hyenas rotating. It. Yeah. I wish. So, I mean, honestly, here's here's what we... Is it not? I thought Scavenging Hyena... No, that's classic. Is that it's classic? classic? It's classic. Scavenging Hyena is not the... <laughs> it's not the problem, though. It's not... The, it, that card wasn't a problem for how many years? Hasn't been a problem since Face Hunter back in... Uh, before the, um, the nerf to Starving Buzzard. That was the last time that card was a problem. That card's a problem because Lynx exists. That's why it's a problem. It wasn't I a think, problem before Lynx existed. I don't... 
I would argue it the other way around personally, okay. but I mean, I, I definitely see your point. I definitely see your point. By all means, extrapolate, uh, um, expand. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I know what it means. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, absolutely. So this, I think it's really good for Hunter to have early, early mechanics that allow them to get to the board in a meaningful way. However, giving them powerful beasts is never going to be the answer because they want to be able to buff their beasts. So if you give them one ones on one, two twos on two, three threes on three. These are things that we're seeing and that are seeing play. Then I think that that is the direction they want to go. And then they have synergy with each other. It's just an easy archetype to build. Um, but again, if it wasn't for uh, Spring Paw, Scavenger Hyena would still be a card in the pack. The bigger, the bigger thing, actually, let me turn it over to a point I wanted to make encompassing everything that we were just talking about. We're still on Kobolds and Catacombs. I, I said this earlier. like. All, every single standard deck is going to rotate. Broodcloud's made a really good point. Every single standard deck is going to rotate because they're all based off cards from mm -hmm. Knights of the Frozen Throne. Mm -hmm. It's tough. It's like we've been on the DLC for Kobolds and Catacombs. Right. Or for, uh, for Knights of the Frozen Throne for a minute. It's yeah. just been, the, it's been, it's a, been a point version. Exchange. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> okay. Anything else to add to this segment before we move on? super excited for rotation Me this too. is my first official full-on like this is the biggest rotation that's ever happened considering the amount of things that works that we're we have six current expansions mm -hmm. um available and then we're cutting it in half mm -hmm. like it's just gonna be a lot of fun to do the testing phase at this point i agree that's my favorite part is that first like two weeks of a brand new rotation yeah what do you think an x I was thinking I've been so disappointed by the, you know, by the last year's worth of expansions that this is going to be fantastic. Yes. It was all I, for I, this. I mean, I, I, could, I could kick this dead horse, but I think you guys know how I feel right now already about Boomsday, Witchwood, and whatever that third thing was. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, there's also... Come on, a, right. Hey, <laughs> Okay, fair enough. There was there was Zhi. <laughs> Here was the DLC that we bought. We bought Zhi. We bought Zilliax, and we nope, that was it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> so, Zhi though has been has been a power card for sure. Um, Nutter. Yes. I, oh, there's nothing better than than like Zhi right when you know they're about to do some wacky combo and just watching them instantly concede. Oh God, it feels so good. I had a, I had a druid coin innervate twig of the world tree on me right uh -huh. and then swung it every turn and then used bio project to set up ultimate infestation right mm -hmm. so he had one so he was on nine mana flips it over to me here's what i do acidic swamp ooze <laughs> zihi pass <laughs> concede <laughs> i love it oh yeah oh yes yes that'll show him yes but rotation of cards in and introducing introduction of a new expansion isn't the only thing that's happening um come year of the dragon there are a ton of changes happening outside of that um there's quite a bit of stuff that they have announced um around uh the 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 new year um i'll just go over a few things briefly and then you guys can expand on them as well we've got you know random um card backs that are being enabled we've got um smart a smarter deck builder we've got wins that are counting outside of arena we've got um all kinds of stuff that's coming out um, so why don't we just bounce around and talk about some of our thoughts on some of these other things that they that they have um, 
that they've announced. Um, for me, one of the things I'm most interested in is the changes to Arena um, because I think it's really, really exciting. Um, I really like the idea of having that rotating pool. That's something I'm looking forward to. But before I say anything more, um, uh, X and Rude, why, why don't you share your thoughts on some of those other changes that are coming? The first uh, thing X, I want to talk about is the solo player content. Mm-hmm. Not just be not just because I love the solo player content. They knocked it out of the park with the Rumble Run. They knocked it out of the park with the Monster Hunt. But because I have somewhere to spend my gold. I'm a streamer. I get my 100 gold every day mm-hmm. and I get my daily. And I get them on multiple servers. Please give me some place to spend my gold. Yeah. Well, we found it. And not to mention, there's going to like... It's just, it's so insane. There's so much. It's a nice callback to the old school where you have all the wings. You get uh, unique. Uh, you're not going to end the best part. The best part. You're not getting any unique cards for it. Yes. So no cards are behind a paywall. Yes. Let's go. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's funny saying that because that's a pro for us, but mm-hmm. it's a con for a lot of people who otherwise have to rely on like the RNG of opening packs to get their cards. Yeah. Um, like the consistency of knowing, okay, all I have to do is spend this flat, whatever it is, twenty, forty dollars, um, unlock all the wings, beat the bosses, and hey, you know what? I'm set for the expansion. Um, that is one thing I know people wish would return. I don't think we'll ever see that happen again, considering, you know, card packs are their business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's literally, and like you can't. I don't think you can fault Blizzard for that, as long as the quality of content that is being created due to the money being generated matches. Um, I agree. I. I I'm right there with X. I think um, from what I've heard, it's pretty much just, hey, if you've enjoyed the past single-player content, imagine all of this pumped up exponentially. And that's the amount of effort we're putting into the this debt. Like we, there's a reason that they really would highlight this. Um, and it's because they're expecting it to be a quality product. So I'm excited about that. I honestly, I think I am, like Azrael, the most excited for the arena changes. Um, it makes a lot of sense. And I think it helps throw a bone to... Um, a subset of players that are Hearthstone, you know, that enjoy Hearthstone, but they're not standard, which is normally the one that's the golden child standard. Right. Everything else, the common community perception is that, and I would agree with it, that, you know, the rest of the modes aren't given as much priority attention as standard. Right. Um, you can argue why or why not, but the main point is that's kind of how at least I think most people see it. So knowing that, hey, not only are we getting attention, but I think like getting very, like, like this is very favorable attention. This helps bring back people who maybe have had struggles um like maintaining interest in the game mm-hmm. you've got a game mode that uses less cards than standard or wild obviously but you've got a very finite amount of resources that you can even choose from in your buckets when you pick arena decks um knowing that that's going to be expanded um or at least rotated and so there's more variety to choose from mm-hmm. is i think a great idea and then like Azrael mentioned as well like it's super exciting to know that that is something that blizzard themselves want to implement and have the technology to implement or at least right are investing their time into doing so because what does that bode for the future of Hearthstone in general? So, yeah, it yeah. might, do you think the, go ahead. Do you think we're going to be able to use the random card backs in arena? Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would think so. I've got to imagine. That'd be cool too. So you set. Yeah. I was just going to say the red, like, the random card backs is a super cool thing. I was just trying to actually do a segue. I'm just, I guess not very good at it, but the, the random the random card back option looks super sweet, and I and I heard that you know it looks like a it looks like a wooden card, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a chance to roll that wooden card back if you have that on there. So if you're playing Starliner Hunter and you get the Starliner to go off while you have the random card back from the random card back, because mm-hmm. you can't 
just put it on. You need to get it randomly. That I heard you win a quarter million dollars from Blizzard, but I unconfirmed. <laughs> yeah. We're crazy. doing our research right now. We've yeah. got private eyes <laughs> publicly threatening for the information. So right. Um, um, as what? what about you though? Because I know you mentioned Arena, but what are, what specifically gets you so excited about Arena changes? Um, I, I I like to dabble in Arena. I used to play a lot of Arena back um, back before um, they introduced the idea of standard because because. Um, one of the reasons why I stopped playing standard was because it just got it like it this, for the same reason I don't like wild. It got too saturated. It got too crazy. There was too much just zaniness going on. And it just became tedious. So I started playing a lot of arena. Like I have like eleven hundred arena wins or something like that. Um, and I, it always shocked me to think that because I don't remember playing it that much. But I used to play it a ton. And uh, and. So this incentivizes me and excites me to go back for the same reason why I always liked Arena because it was always like it, it, it's a new deck every time and, it, and it's it's not the same meta. It's it's you are it's for the same reason why I love that first two weeks of a new a fresh brand new rotation because you're you're in the wild west where you're you're making the most out of the resources that you have available to you and it's very limited and you just have to be creative with how you put a deck together and i love that that deck building experience and the fact that they're going to be rotating in old uh, uh expansions yeah. to really make it crazy so you're gonna have combos but they're limited so it's not gonna be like wild so you're gonna have limited combos i think it's just fantastic i'm super excited about that i'm super excited about that can't wait um that that's gonna get me playing a lot more arena for sure for good reason yeah um is there anything else before we before we move on from the um, from the the changes that are coming that you're excited for? I mean, yeah, I, I think otherwise. Like, I am excited that they're adding the condition that hey, your wins in arena count towards the 500 win mark that mm-hmm. all champions have to get you a golden portrait. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a nice thing as well. Um, but yeah, it seems it just seems like Blizzard's on the right track and like. That's very encouraging um, because I feel like, you know, this has been the game that I've played for my, my like adult life, yeah. like post 17, 18 year old Eric self. Right. Um, this has been like the game for me. So to have it, have it, this and this excitement and this energy that, you know, there's legs to this and that, that things are going in the right direction, I think is just positive for all of us, especially as streamers. We, we do this every single day or every mm-hmm. other day, or this is, this is our, this is our schedule. And so, Knowing that you're you're investing your time and yourself into something that is so promising makes me super happy. I agree. Um, is there anything that you would have liked to have seen with the rotation cards that you would have liked to see rotated, or maybe um, additions or changes to the game itself that, um, that that didn't happen that you would have liked to have seen? Yeah, I wish they would have rotated priest. <laughs> all of it was rumored <laughs> the class as a whole and yeah. they just you know if you selected priest it would automatically bring you to wild <laughs> <laughs> i like it you just click on the start button it says sorry most james <laughs> game <laughs> they no swap standard out cards available for this class yeah that'd be beautiful <laughs> um for me, very legitimately, this this honestly, I'm not at the point where this would actually affect me in a in a serious way. But I think they should add back offline mode. Um, explain for at least that, some of the bigger streamers. Explain yeah. what that is for people that that don't know. Great question. That slash 
prodding me to explain. Um, so, <laughs> oh boy, I'm very blurry as well. One moment. Um, that should help eventually. Or am I, okay, there we you're go. Good, you're Just good. The delay. You're good. Um, so offline mode basically allows you to, you to set yourself so that um, I know at least guaranteed your opponent that you're facing in match doesn't see your ID. Um, which can be a very big problem for much bigger streamers who worry about things like sniping or griefing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, does it also allow people on your friends list to maybe not show you as online to them? I don't remember. It's been a while, to be honest. I don't yeah. remember what it does and doesn't like, do. Your friends do not see you as online, and that's still a thing, but your opponent can uh, can see you, right? Instead of it saying your opponent, it says rude clouds or yeah. whatever. So they can look you up on Twitch and then do degenerate things while you're streaming. That okay. never happens. So, never. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, I've actually only had positive experiences when people have made the correlation between my name and a Twitch channel. Um, mm. But at the same time, yeah, I think it's just, it, it goes along the lines of something like random cartbacks. It seems like a very easy to implement feature right. um, that I don't necessarily see any downside to aside from this very minor, like, okay, we're limiting social interaction. But Sometimes it can be for a good reason. <laughs> Easy workaround so, to that, though, is that they just enable it so that after the game, you can see who they are. Well, and yeah. Because um, it doesn't the matter after one, the game. It only matters when the game is being played. Exactly, because now they can't... Snipe you. What are they... Um, <laughs> That's how the old off, offline mode was, and I don't mm -hmm. know why they ever changed it. I'm I'm right on board with uh, my boy Rukaz over here. Hello. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, and then on top of that, as I'm saying that, it leads me to think about more more tools that empower people who are playing to report uh, other mm. users. I think the biggest thing would just be when there's... I've seen this brought up a lot, but when there's just, like, offensive names. Yes. Um, things like yes. that. Things that are just that seem very obvious. Like, you... I have a feeling that you should be able to put someone who has just the straight-up F-word in their, in their name. Right. Or, like, something very sexually suggestive. Like, you should be able to be like, you know what? Like, any other game has this. Yeah, it's like it's um, like you've got powerful al you've got powerful algorithms. Yeah. Just right click, report name, run it through the algorithm. The algorithm should be able to yeah. tell that the whatever word is in there is in there. Yeah, it's not like, hard. I don't want to be playing Hearthstone. Have my mom hop on with me and be like, "Oh, hey, mom, ignore the slur." <laughs> just, <laughs> just here we're we're playing the last oh. the last little bit of Q block. All right, just just focus on that. Right. Don't worry about that. What that word means, mom. Yeah, it's fine. We'll talk about it off stream. <laughs> uh, what about you two? Anything that seems like, as far as cards go, I'm not. I'm not great when it comes to to really fully recognizing the impact of of doing something like Hall of Faming a card um, and what it can have on gameplay uh, going forward. So I'd be curious to hear your thoughts if you had any cards in mind or additional features. I am glad that they did not. Because I know that it was discussed, we even discussed it a little bit. I'm glad that they did not um, Hall of Fame Leroy. I actually mm. like that Leroy is in the game. Leroy uh, uh, gives people everybody. It's fair because everybody can use it. Like you, mm. anybody can put it in their deck. All it is, it, it's like it's like the um, the um, what is it the the Metal Rager, Molten Rager, whatever the the four mana five one rush. It's basically. Free removal or free damage to the face. It's a neutral fireball with a downside, a pretty big downside at that. Um, yes, it closes out a lot of games. Yes, there are crazy things that people can do with it. But it, all it does is really make decks that are aggressive more aggressive. But it also gives other decks another tool in their kit. Most people don't use it, but it's there for a reason. But because it's neutral and anybody can use it, 
I'm fine with it. I don't think it enables super broken stuff because they've nerfed it away from that. You can't do, you know, the the Leroy um, Shadow Step, Leroy Shadow Step, Leroy, you know, with Cold Bloods in there for 87 damage combo anymore. Um, so I'm actually glad that they didn't do that. I, I think, you know, I do agree with a little bit of their, their nerfing philosophy and the rotating philosophy. It's better to be safe than sorry because you can't really unnerf something or you can like they did it with molten giant but it's very difficult to do it and have it be acceptable right so mm-hmm. i would rather have them be like okay well let's get into a new rotation and see if it's still a problem before we nerf it so i'm glad that they didn't nerf that one um just to throw my thoughts in on that one because i didn't really have a way to do that in the previous conversation without derailing it um as far as things that i would have liked to see in that i'm really i'm really a fan of tournament mode i really wish they would get on some sort of in-game tournament client i really do even if it was just like you know kind of like a sit and go style like not like a multi-day tournament or a big tournament just a little thing where you can buy in for a hundred gold and play a little like you know six hour sit down tournament with you and four or eight people or how many ever and if you come out of it you get a card pack and a little bit more gold back and just something to get people more interested into in, in the more competitive side because a lot of the things that i think burn people out on on hearthstone are the fact that there aren't enough things to do single player why do people want a lot of single player things to do because the competitive mode it can be very tedious because they only get the one exposure which is ladder and ladder can be very difficult because there's the mmr and there's the, you know the bming and there's you know the the floors and all all of this stagnant meta stuff and all these things that 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 can burn people out on ladder but you don't get that it's a different meta it's a different gameplay experience in tournament mode so i think if they introduced a tournament mode even a small limited one to give people another way to play the game and show them why they want to watch all of these professional streams or all these professional league streams about, you know, like, you know, HET and all these things that, that feature this stuff because they, they would then understand why that version is so much more fun than ladder. Cause it's not the same experience. The decks that I play in the, the Hearthstone league that I'm in are different than the ones that I play consistently on ladder. Cause it's a different, yeah. it's a different experience. So that's, that's my little bit on that. Uh, X anything for you? I'm surprised they didn't, they didn't Hall of Fame or nerf Boar. Honestly, the one man one one charge don't test yeah. Boar. Yeah, because yeah. if you if you want to talk about a card that can enable that can enable insane combos, mm-hmm. it's a one mana one one charge. So you have nine mana to affect a minion that can hit face in one turn. I think that that. You want to talk about limited design space? You need to make sure that nine mana cannot turn a one one into a ten ten. Right. Because a ten ten charge for ten mana is insanely good. You, right, oh, yeah. Why why aren't people using that with with uh, dino size? Right. I think I think that that is a good combo. That is that I think that's legitimate to do. I'm gonna but I'm gonna make that why? deck now. Baku Spiteful dino size yeah. charge priest <laughs> or charge uh, paladin. I'm just imagining this ten ten board charging into a gastropod, and that's all. <laughs> that's the loop that's happening. Way to poop my on my dream. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, like, I, I do. I, allow for some insane interactions. I, it's gonna go. It has to go, or it has to be nerfed to charge. Something's going to change with it. Yeah, change soon. the rush. Yeah. Well, with, within I, six months, I would be surprised yeah. if nothing happens to it within six months. Sure. Uh, It'll take. I'd be place. interested. I would take that bet. We have a bet, gentlemen. We'll discuss yeah. terms on the next episode. Yep. Yeah, if Thanks, you win, Dr. you can Gray. eat the pine cone. If I win, <laughs> I've been uh, begging you can eat the pine cone. Thanks for, thanks for finally giving me some opportunity that I don't have to force myself to put this in my body. <laughs> nice. You're welcome. Um, um, go ahead. 
I was I was going to mention one additional point that once Azrael brought up tournament mode, one thing that now almost discourages me from that, unless it's considered a temporary partnership, is obviously Hearthstone Esports is teaming up with Battlefy pretty heavily mm-hmm. to help influence their specialist, you know, format tournaments and everything. Um, you could look at that potentially as a they're doing that just because they want to make sure something is available that there's some level of understanding between hey we know that you want tournament mode it's not ready yet while it's in development here you go mm-hmm. or the way that i'm thinking about it now you can look at it a little bit more pessimistically and think the fact that they all but said they were abandoning current development of what they were doing with tournament mode with no real sign that they were going to be unpausing that anytime soon right. and you can see that it's sort of this is the system that we're choosing to go with for the foreseeable future right. um as far as a substitute which would be sad it's good that you point that out there and crush my dreams, but um, it's still, I'm going to hold my breath and hold out hope because that's what I want to do. You well, I crush your me. dreams and pine cones. So. Well, you're going to eat your pine cones and crush my dreams. That's how that's going to go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just real quick before we move on to our, our, our last segment, um, any predictions on the inevitable uh, theme of the announcement or theme of the expansion mm. they're about to announce? You guys have any any guesses? I had a guess, which was I w- was thinking it might be uh, Pandarian or panda based, mm-hmm. um, based on um, some of the stuff that they, some of the media they put out on um, on the changes that they were making. I, I figured it was a long shot because it was probably you know, misleading or or uh, you know uh, wild goose chase images, but um, I wanted I, I put my money on that until I saw the teaser trailer, which clearly does not look like anything having to do with pandas. Mr. Pandaria or peaceful Zen monks, but you know that was that was my thought, which was crushed. So, do you guys have any ideas? Yeah, for um, it's funny because they keep like they tease every expansion mm-hmm. by showing that they've got three upcoming expansions for the year of whatever it is. So this year, there's sort of a um, an arcane slash almost reminds me of the boomsday sort of preview. You see like three little panels and this one has the first one has like a, a pink arcane aura, a little bit of like, I think purple and a little bit of gold. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for that one, my thoughts were something along the lines of, I mean, people keep mentioning Dalaran, Kirin Tor. Um, and there was, there was a third one that I was going to mention that falls under it, but maybe some arcane themed, whatever. Um, and I think all those make sense. Especially because one, I, they they are going to be introducing a new hero card. Most likely, we've been seeing it consistently with each expansion. I think if you go th- towards an arcane direction, you're going to see a mage hero card come out, which seems like it's on time. Um, and I think it'd be I think it'd be a fun way to to go into some sort of magic based, you know, system. Last time we saw anything that seemed a little bit more like magic influence was maybe Karzan, and who didn't mm. love Karzan, right? Uh, and so, yeah, I think though the teaser for the second image looks a lot like Mr. Pandaria though. Um, yeah, that they show on there. Um, my, my thought for the actual video that they released, which is like the troll, um, from whispers of the old gods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people have mentioned that maybe that's just teasing the arena rotation, the thing that's happening every two months and they're saying bringing that the they're old bringing gods back. back. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's one way to say like, Hey, we've got this. They showed kobolds and catacombs, like a candle reference mm-hmm. in the teaser. Like that could just be a way to tease that, which would be an awkward way for your first real video of the rotation right. to involve Arena. But hey, Arena's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mode. Yeah, right? X, any, so any thoughts? thoughts? 
Yeah, the old, so I've I've listened to a lot of people say a lot of things about the rotation and the guests and all the speculation, which is a lot of fun. Not generally my neck of the woods, though. Um, the only thing that I've been able to come up with is after listening to everybody talk is we have, and I said it earlier, we have Mechathune. I think that Mecha Yogg-Saron's coming, and I think yeah. that it's going to be a card that changes your hero power to two mana, cast a random spell on a random target. Oh my god, please, please. no. Please, <laughs> so it's, yes. ra- it's random Rexar. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's a, it's a seven mana card that says change your hero power to pog out with your dogs out. Yeah. Oh my so. god. All this goodwill just lost with the printing of a single card. I know. And then in wild, <laughs> then in wild, you can play it with back blackwalled pixie, and then love your life. And oh yeah, <laughs> gross, just gross. <laughs> um, finally today we wanted to talk about um, X's um, experiences with Evenlock. He's had you mentioned it earlier. He's had a lot of success with it. Um, he is certainly a master of that deck. If you go to uh, eternalorbit.gg and read the deck guide that he just posted, it is a fantastic read. Even if you have no interest in playing Evenlock, even if you think it's it's leaving the meta in just a few weeks, seriously go read it because he talks about a lot of concepts in there about um, the, the, the kind of the macro concepts of how to just be a good Hearthstone player. It's a good read. It, it's it's like four or five pages. It doesn't take long to read it. It's very, very informative. Um and we wanted to take a minute to just kind of talk about about that deck, why he took the time to write an article on it, and why he believes it's one of the strongest decks of the last um, of the last year. Um, so, with that, X, tell us about your deck. Yeah, yeah. So even even luck has been sorry. Even luck has been one of my favorite archetypes for a twelve year old humor brain since the big since which was released, right? And it's because it gives you the ability to draw your entire deck, essentially. You know, by the time you play a card, you've already seen 10 of the 30 cards in your deck. So you're able to craft your path to victory based on, you know, by turn three. You know how you're going to win the game. You know what the final turn looks like on turn three, which is super important. However, you have to be able to identify that. So that's what makes this deck so... Well, that and the fact that you have multiple different resources that you're using in addition to your typical resources, which are just cards and mana. Um, It just makes for so many decision points in this deck. So if you're a master of this deck, you can win nearly any matchup, nearly regardless of what the opponent does. Like, you can put yourself in such a good spot. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about it. You, You just always have the opportunity to find and make a line of play. It's I could fawn over this deck and say millions and millions of words about it, but I love that's... watching you fawn over this deck because it yeah. reminds me of the excitement that that I was that we were all talking about about our favorite decks earlier. Um, you genuinely express enjoyment in playing, and that's one of the things that's nice because a lot of times, uh, especially people that play it as streamers, but just play it, you know, semi-competitively or seriously, even offline, just they like to do as well as they can. We just play whatever we think is strong or whatever we think is good at, and we lose that love of of having a a fun deck to play with. And um, nope. and and if you can get that kind of spark for a deck, I think that's awesome. Um, so how how high did the deck take you this season, and, and how fast did you get there? I know you hit Legend super quick this season. Was it like on the second day or third day of, of the season? Yeah, I hit I hit Legend on the second. Like yeah. so, I was sick 
Um, so I didn't stream on the first, and I played a little bit of Hearthstone, and I, I don't know. I think I made it to rank two. No, no, no. Actually, on the first, I made it to rank one, mm-hmm. and I thought I was going to have a day one legend, but I ended up falling back to four. Um, then on the second, I just Feels basically great, man. <laughs> on the second, I ended up going like seventeen and two to legend or something with it. Uh, broke into legend at like thirty or something, twenty eight, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just been playing in. in top 100 legend for the past few days i hit yeah, rank are. 26 today nice is that uh, your highest ever first yes yes congratulations it is. I, before before this season i think my highest was like 120 or something i have the screenshot elsewhere right but it basically left my mind as soon as i saw the little was it an octagon yeah nonagon with a double digit number double digit numbers that had to be a great yeah. feeling Especially since I want to go to Vegas. Bring me to Vegas, baby. That's the change we did not talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, with the year of the dragon. Mm-hmm. I want to qualify for the Masters. It's it's no secret. I've been talking about it on my stream. I've been talking about it to you guys in mm-hmm. the top secret Eternal Orb meetings that nobody else knows about. What meeting? Shut your mouth. <laughs> the eating maze? So, I don't know about those. I want to. <laughs> X-nay on the eating maze. Uh, right. I've that I've wanted to bust into the competitive the competitive side of things too. It's just I was I I have a lot of I have a lot of trouble with tilt. Like that's that's probably the biggest thing that holds. But now that I have a goal and it's reachable, it's Blizzard did a great job with that. They mm-hmm. made being a professional Hearthstone player much more accessible with yes. these open these open. Uh, qualifiers, and then for for people like myself, yourself, Azrael, and then of course Rude Cause as well, we have the opportunity to hit top 200 legend, being the perennial legend players that we are, and be invited to that tournament. Which if we top four, we can go to Vegas um, for and like the prize pools. The this is a no joke quarter million dollar prize pool. No so. joke, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And we can we can delve more into into that whole uh, that whole spectrum in more detail in in future shows for sure because that's a huge thing. That's a that's a conversation unto itself. Um, oh is there anything else you want to say much. about about your uh, about your experience with Evenlock other than the fact that you can find yeah. it on the EternalOrbit.gg website right now with all the details you need to hit Legend with it? Ding, go on. Yeah, aside from it being on EternalOrbit.gg, which you know, see where it says articles. You go two spots to the right of that. You'll see merch store. You can click on that. And oh, anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway. So one of the best parts about even buy the merch. One of the best parts about Evenlock is all the different tech cards you've seen. Skulking guys, you've seen a Ruby and a mm-hmm. Raveler. If you look at my list, you'll see Mojo Master Zhi. You'll see Cheaty Ankle Biter. You've seen like you've seen Bone Mare. You've seen Play to Beetle. Bad cards like Play to Beetle and Bone Mare made it in the deck. Um, yeah, I'm a hater. It's true. <laughs> no playing, love I'm playing, lost. I'm playing Cheaty Ankle Biter right now, which is just the it's it's so good, and it it proves like playing Cheaty Ankle Biter in that deck <laughs> proves how awesome Gen is for the game. Yeah. Look at Cheaty Ankle Biter. Is it a good card? What What did you rate it on the review? Not good. Can I can I bring up a better point? When we when we did our top five best and worst cards article on the Eternal Orbit site, guess what was the worst? Guess you named it the second worst because it cost two mana. Touche, <laughs> rude clouds. Can we get some but rudes also, in chat, please? 
we roasted it. We roasted it hardcore in the card review. It was garbage. No, absolutely we did. But yeah. because we can put a garbage card like that in, into a deck and have it usable, not only that, it's an all-star. Not going to lie, Cheaty Ankle Biter has carried me in so many games. Yeah. But because we can put a card like that in a deck and have it be functional, that shows how cool that Gen and Baku could have been Yes. if Baku wasn't enabling things like Odd Warrior to exist. I don't care about anything else that Baku did, but Odd Warrior. So, yeah. Fair. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. I could talk more about Evenlock, but... I Check mean, out his stream. You can also just... Yeah. He talks about it a lot on his stream. <laughs> also... 2,000 followers, Cheaty Ankle Biter cosplay by X Files. Oh, yes. That's got to happen sure, now. You got it. He j- you got it. We got it on tape, guys. It's going to happen. 2,000 yeah. followers. Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, thanks so much for, for, for taking time to sit down and, and, uh, and kick off the inaugural episode of um, what we uh, fully intend to be a, a regular occurring show here. Um, produced by by our team um i had a fantastic time it was a bit of a longer episode than we normally planned but we had a lot to unpack with um how much was announced in the last week um so yes. uh, so sorry that it went a little bit longer than we would have uh we would have liked to but we wanted to let it be organic and and to not have to shut down any of the conversations um that would come out of all of the things that we had discussed and we still skipped stuff that we wanted to talk about. So, um, thank you so much for being here, uh, uh, rude clouds and exiles, um, for, for co-hosting, um, and to the members of the audience for, for, for sitting down and, and, um, exploring this, this up and coming excitement with us. Um, guys, um, before we go though, what do we have coming up for, for, for us as, as individuals and, and us as a team? Um, I know most of us stream every day um, or, or most weekdays. You can check out our schedules. But uh, we have some team events that are coming up uh, here in the next uh, couple of, of weeks. Uh, Eric, if you want to talk about some of those just to get the word out a little bit. I would love to. So everyone here is probably watching because at least they can stand card games um, <laughs> or else I'm so confused. But if you like card games... And you like seeing a bunch of good friends gather around together and shoot the breeze and have a lot of fun. We are going to do our first poker night for Eternal Orbit. Um, we're actually all super stoked about this because um, it's going to be really interesting to see the thought processes that are like, is that the right way processes? Sure. Let's say it is. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what I like to refer to as the TPs uh, that people have in Hearthstone <laughs> carry over to <laughs> carry over naturally, like if they naturally carry over to poker. Um, and just like dropping pine cones on your table. Um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got some special guests who will be there, more information to follow, but you can expect to see that. Um, sh- can I, should I give an exact date? Um, you can give it with an asterisk, but yes. Okay. Ex- as- asterisk stack date would be um, March 23rd. We're Saturday, all super excited. March 23rd. Exactly. Great on the date as well. Jeez. Um, and yeah, so we're all super excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we will have more updates to come as far as what you can expect. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, um, anything else for the over. website as well? Um, website updates. We do have a couple interesting, like mm-hmm. really, actually, really, really interesting articles that are coming up that are in oh, develop sure. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, an article from someone who has not written an article yet. 
is going to be generated, um, which I, I only just uh, has started discussion recently. So um, exciting things on that end. Um, we're going to also be archiving, as Azrael mentioned, all of our Orbit, uh, the Orbit podcasts on the website as well. So if anyone wants to go back or misses one, you'll have an opportunity to see that on our site as well. Excellent. X, anything to add? Buy the merch. Oh, there's merch on the website too. Apparently that's important. Is that important? <laughs> um, also, uh, keep keep an, an eye and an ear out on the EO Twitter. That's the best way to keep in contact with us as a team um, and keep an eye out for the next one of, of these podcasts. Uh, like I said, our goal is eventually to do them every week, um, but certainly we're going to be ramping them up here with, with the rollout of the new expansion. I, yes. I guessed that the new expansion would be, would be announced today or tomorrow. I expect that to, to still happen. Um, if not, then you know I'm wrong and it'll happen on Friday. But I think it's going to be the next couple of days here. They usually release that teaser, and as soon as that comes out, we're going to be we're going to be hitting you guys with updates on the website and um, and in these in these podcasts moving forward. So we're really excited with um, the opportunity to 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 sit down and have these shows and and talk about our love of this game and uh, where we think it's going. Um, so thank you again for all for being here. Um, I'm Azrael. I appreciate you being here. Um, uh, X and, and um, Eric, do you want to say anything before we go? I've got one last thing. Um, anyone who's here, I know that a podcast, this is the first time we've ever done a podcast is Eternal Orbit. Um, if you're a fan of the format, if you're a fan of, of getting your information um, from formats like this and, and getting to meet some incredible Hearthstone personalities, um, one thing we did definitely want to make sure we highlighted was the fact that obviously we're not the only show in town um and we wanted to kind of pay respect to the other the other groups that they're doing really really great work um one that I, I at least have a i'd like to think i have somewhat of a personal attachment to through not only how hard they work but the fact that the members are all very nice when i've talked to them um is hearth buzz um anyone who doesn't know hearth buzz it's headed by runny said uh, dragon rider dk and audrey kills They've actually just switched their formats. They're doing a podcast every single week, every Sunday, which I'm super excited about. Um, and it's incredible. It's, it's great insight, um, along with the fact uh, of them encouraging a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot of visibility and a lot of empowerment to women in the esports scene. Um, and all just super, super great work. So um, we just wanted to make sure to highlight, you know, people who are, who are doing this just as well and I think are worth the support. Uh, so you can kind of, you can kind of get the full exposure that you know is out there, and and good partners and, and friends of, of our team. Yep. And X, you yourself were just on another podcast. If you want to shout them out real quick as well, because we love we love here at EO. We're all about community and community that extends um, beyond our immediate group as well um, to the, to the greater Twitch and and Hearthstone community. So we want to make sure we give give love to all those guys. So X, if you want to send us out with a shout out to them, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll end things there. Absolutely, as oh, sorry, wrong one. Absolutely, as thank you very much for that. And I believe just as you do, much of our family is our brothers. So, Zoroshio and Avantes and uh, Matt at Arms, but he wasn't there today. So, Zoroshio and Avantes had me on Hero Power podcast, which you can find at heropowerhs.com or you know, their RSS feed or on YouTube um, or on Twitch. Like, ECMMO Gamers is their Twitch channel, but it's Go to HeroPowerHS.com. They're fantastic people. It was a hilarious podcast. I had a great time. And you get to watch me pilot three games of Evenlock in Top 50 Legends. So 
Yeah. What was I your rank? wouldn't even do that for us. <laughs> I wouldn't. What? How'd you, how'd you do? How'd, how'd you, no, how'd you do in those three games? Nice. Good job, okay. man. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for being here. And uh, it was a pleasure to do this. And we will see you next time here on The Orbit. Take care, guys. Bye.